This is episode 443 for November 2016. You're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Douglas, the longest-running Spider-Man podcast online. We went online back in 2006. That is hard to believe. All right, before we get to this news episode, I want to ask for your support. Log on to our front page at SpiderManCrawlspace.com. Look on the right-hand side. I've installed a new widget that uh, it makes it a little easier for you to drop a few bucks into the PayPal pot to help us pay for bandwidth costs. Uh, it also has a little t- uh, ticker to show you how close we are to our monthly goal. At the moment, we're about uh, 15% of our goal, so every little bit helps. I appreciate it, gang. All right, on with our show. Hey, Carl Spacers, let's tackle the news in this episode. But first, let's get one iTunes review. We got one from uh, Jason Marconet. Uh His subject title is, What Took Me So Long? Five out of five stars. Posted this on October 8, 2016. Quote, I've been a longtime fan of the wall crawler. I'm not sure what took me so long to discover this podcast. I've been slowly catching up on the plethora of episodes and have been enjoying every minute of it. We're now plethora. A plethora? We're now a plethora. (laughs) Anyway, the entire cast is terrific and they know their spider history. Keep up the great work. So I thought we appreciate that, Jason. Thank you very much. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, let's get into, we've got a bunch of news topics. We're going to hit them fast and we're going to hit them hard. Uh, We've got the first one is Zack. Spider-Man is getting a prequel comic before Homecoming. Tell me about this. Yes. So we're going to find out how he he asked his date to, oh wait, that's actually in the movie. I'm sorry. Um, So uh, if you want to know how Spider-Man got his Spider-Man powers in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel is going to be releasing a prequel comic like they do for every other Marvel movie that they do, but nobody ever gets ever they never get talked about. But uh, we finally will get the origin story not in the actual movie itself, but in a prequel comic that ties in, which is actually not bad because well, we've seen how he gets his spider powers and we pretty much know by this point how many so I, this this pretty much will will confirm what we already know but if you want if you are a completist and you want to know before spider-man homecoming comes out next next uh may i believe it's may yeah. i think uh july 7th 2017 oh, excuse me it was either may or july uh-huh. so before july uh fourth weekend check out the homecoming prequel yeah Gar- guardians comes out may 5th 2017 then spider-man t- july 7th uh, uh i wonder yeah. if this is just a bit by spider uncle ben dies give me your four dollars i mean <laughs> and at may's hot more or less more <laughs> or less uh, it's well, going to be titled homecoming prelude mm. well if there if if this is supposed to be a recapping of the mcu origin of spider-man and since I imagine since the art in this thing, they're going to be doing some like uh, they're going to be copying like the actor stills and everything. It'd be very curious who they're going to be, which actor going to going to model Uncle Ben after. Yes. Hmm. It's going to unless be they put Martin unless they put Martin Sheen in there again. I mean, <laughs> with Sally Field, but that's I'm not no no not Sally no with Marissa Tomei. Yeah, that's right. So 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 Aunt May will look like it, Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Any interest um, in buying this issue, anybody? 
Not particularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, usually these pre- usually these kind of movie tie-in comics are not really of they're not really that great quality of great quality anyway. They're just kind of they're almost like kind of take it or leave it kind of things. I mean, because I know we've had a couple of these things before when when the Amazing Spider-Man movies were coming out. Like it explained like how Peter got hit in the got from his uh, ugly basketball inspired costume to the one that looks like an actual Spider-Man costume. You know, in I the envi- Amazing Spider-Man two car. Yeah, prequel one. Yeah. yeah, you know what I envision this story being? I imagine it being a special retailer exclusive. Like if you mm-hmm. buy Homecoming on Blu-ray at Best Buy, you'll get this comic free. Is what it sounds mm-hmm. like, or it might be packaged in the the Blu-ray or something like that for a special edition. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I envision this comic being. But so. we don't we don't have any uh, writers or uh, artists named in this article it It probably it'll probably get solicited i would think probably in probably may yeah like a month or or so yeah yeah before the movie so i will say this and we may change our plans before then i will i will pick up the homecoming prelude and i will tell you if If you want it if it's worth it yeah all right, uh, Mike. Here you go, Zach, Zach buying bad comics so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> You're, that's exactly right, Bergman. Mike's got two topics. We've been on the line for, what, three, four hours, so Mike's got to call it. So we're going to get Mike's topics out of the way so we can uh, mm-hmm. uh, he can go to bed. Uh, yeah. Mike uh, saw an article over at IGN, and uh, it talks about Spider-Man's identity crisis. Talk about that. We've yes, been but this it's, for a while. it's not not to confuse it with the identity crisis storyline in which he which he right. took on four different identities. Okay, so yeah, I was um, got a Google alert basically, and it, and then so I stumbled upon this article. Now this is a written article called uh, this was. Um, between the panels article uh, written by IGN's Jesse Shadeen. Now, if that name sounds familiar, that's because he is the same person who writes the IGN reviews that Brad Douglas often reads during the reviews panel. And if you've been listening to the pa- podcast and you've listened to the podcast, um, you would know. I would. What, you, what would you say, Brad? That his reviews, that this, the IGN reviews are pretty favorable. Lean favorable to favorable to average. Okay. Yes. Um, and just to give you basically a context, this is a guy who's thought that while he didn't like One More Day, he thought it was a necessary evil, and also, and he also I think he was saying you know he he was one of those writers I think I remember a re- early review of Amazing Spider-Man One. He said that oh you know maybe some people might not like the current status quo, but we, we might as well just give it a chance. Well, enter Mister Dick Move himself, Mark Wade. And the all-new, whatever-the-heck volume this is, Avengers number one. Um, now, for those of you who are probably been following Civil War II, and I pity you if you are, um, it was basically the ending <laughs> was spoiled months in advance in, in infamous Iron Man number one, in which Tony Stark is presumably dead, but not before pulling a Johnny Depp from Transcendence. In which he basically uploaded his mind as an AI, but suffice to say, the Avengers no longer have a financial backer. But in Avengers number one, which Jesse, which the IGN reviewer re- did, it turns out that yes, Peter Parker and Parker Industries are going to be funding the team, including with providing their own conference room and lab equipment and Quinjet, and. 
as this reviewer was reviewing the comic, he suddenly realized, oh my gosh, all those people that said that Dan Slott had turned Peter Parker into a second-rate Tony Stark and that Spider-Man no longer feels like Spider-Man anymore may have been right all along. And He needs to listen to our show. (laughs) Yes. We've been saying this for about, what, how many months now since we first learned about this status quo? A couple years. I don't know. year. Yeah. We've been saying it back to the previous volume. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. But so – the pertinent paragraph, the pertinent paragraphs of this thing, he says, and um, where he says, uh, I'm going to read part of it. He says, "quote I am no longer so optimistic about the direction Marvel has taken Peter Parker. Over the past year, Peter has essentially become the new Tony Stark. He's a globe-trotting celebrity and playboy with the fi- fanciest superhero costumes and the brilliant inventor who supplies Shield with all of his tech. As we saw in the Avengers number one this week." Peter is now even the financial backer of the Avengers. At this point, he's one bad mustache and drinking problem away from truly replacing Stark. The problem with the status quo from the beginning has been that Spider-Man is supposed to be an everyman hero. He quickly emerged as one of the most popular of Marvel's many heroes because readers can relate to him in such a powerful way. Peter Parker is meant to be the guy who struggles to get to ahead in, get ahead in life and fails as often as he succeeds. And while being a genius is part of his appeal, traditionally there has always been a very blue-collar quality to his scientific accomplishments. He's supposed to be smart, but not necessarily a Reed Richards or Tony Stark-level polygot. Yet now we see him absorbing foreign languages at the drop of a hat and seeing new Quinjets in his, and designing new Quinjets in his spare time. So much for Peter from Queens. Um, and again, we wouldn't say as we were basically as we we're saying, well, where were you back in June or you know, when we were kind of everyone was kind of warning you about this? But glad to see that you're that he's kind of finally seen the light, as it were. Um, he's so and, far off a default that it's not the same character that we we love. We've been no, glad, about glad you finally arrived at the party. Sorry, the kegs floated. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're out of beer yeah <laughs> yeah the ship has long since left the harbor at this point and i see and I, at least you're making the he's making the effort to try to swim after it but um but yeah i mean and i know we've discussed this before is it's at this point yeah even if you undo this and i think there's a way of you can peter's still going to have that stigma of like oh he was this world famous billionaire or something that's still going to be, be famous yeah, that's still that's going to stick with him. Even if you try to go back to some kind of like middle ground, if you will, that's still going to stay with him. It's got to it's got to be a total universe. Uh, uh, forget the everything happened, reboot it almost. Yeah, but if they pull that card, then they're going to get it's the same problem well, you're going to have well, with one more with well, way, you, with you, day. You could have that character that's been over in Captain America, Steve Rogers, Captain America, who is a living. Uh, oh, what are the cubes? Cosmic Cube? Cosmic Cube. You oh, can have, yeah. you can have, you can have like her a... fix things, if you will. Like, get the Hulk back, uh, fix Captain America not being evil, put mm-hmm. Spider-Man back to where he was before Slot touched him. Uh, that sounds <laughs> that like sounds that Power so Pack. Dirty. That sounds like that Power Pack special from the 80s. Oh, God. I mean, but I mean, as we, I think we talked wow. about... We 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 did we now we did the review segment earlier, but as Zach was pointing out, we know that Parker Industries is is being set up for a fall here. We know that it's come. We know it's only a matter of time. And it's just, but um, so that's going to go. I'm we're, we're pretty confident it's going to go away. But yeah, again, it's just that. Well, that's always going to be hanging over 
this thing. And so you have that. I think in a way he's kind of almost you. It's going to be very hard to try to get back that everyman quality that he used to have after this. So, which is you can't. I mean, yeah. you just can't. I mean, it's got to be forgotten, erased, whatever. This 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 billionaire Peter Parker cannot exist. Oh, well, he's Long not. A, he's not a billionaire, remember? Because he's only paying himself what a middle manager would make. <laughs> you know, this, yeah. This, oh, God, man, this thousandaire Parker. <laughs> <laughs> that is so. Hippy dippy liberal, and and he only pays himself as much as a middle manager would make. What you know, while while still living in New York City, which is one of the most expensive cities you can live in in the in the United States. So, mm. you know, well, because that's, because that's, reasons, and he loves the planet, and and and, and that and that whole thing is basically trying to have it both ways in the sense that he's like, oh, this is still the same. Happy, this is still the same. You know, yuck yuck Parker luck Peter Parker that all of always. You know. Oh look, he came to the meeting without his with us out his pants and all that great stuff, and 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 like and showing up in his boxer shorts. But yeah, at the same t- but yeah, at the same time, it's like he still got thousands of money. He still has tailor made suits, and he still yeah. flies on corporate jets. Oh and, yeah, it's just and of go. course, it's, and of course, it's ironic because I think I remember Dan, Dan what Dan Slott gave another interview earlier where he says, "Well, Peter, how we appeal to Peter Parker because he's not the multi-billionaire, except that's what he made Peter." At Parker one point, do. Peter even bragged about how they built people, how it only cost so much money, and they charge him, you know, extra. Oh yeah, I mean, he even bragged about it, and I'm like, oh my god, the, the inconsistent messaging. It's, I, this I, is a man that does not understand the business world and does it through the prism of. Slate.com of social justice. Oh, yeah. You know what? Mm-hmm. I forget who wrote it or, or who said it, but uh, they they uh, they were talking about when you are writing a comic and you hand it off to the next writer. Mm-hmm. You want it, you wanted to get back to you want to wrap up your storylines and you want to get the character kind of back to maybe it was Bendis or something. I forget who it was. But um, you want to get the character back to kind of the default version of it, so the next person mm-hmm. can can have their stories to tell. If Slot were to hand off Peter Parker, who is a character that's fifty plus years old, who started off as a photographer, mm-hmm. uh, going to going to high school, he he's changed the character so much it's not the character that we know. Well, he can't hand it to the next writer and say, "Hey, he's a billionaire. Billionaire, uh, he owns his own company." Uh, he has people dress up in spider suits. Uh, he's a, a globe-hopping billionaire. That's not. He's got a way. He's got. He's got webbing for everything. That's, <laughs> that. That's not relatable to the average Joe, uh, mm-hmm. which is what we allegedly rebo- rebooted him ten years ago, nearly to what right. he was. That he's not relatable. He's more. Re- mm-hmm. I know. I know people that are married that are re- more relatable that, and more. I, I know a lot more married people than I do billionaire globehoppers. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of work is going to have to be done to fix the character after Slot leaves, and that yes. means that even if they really, if the even if they got a, a really good writer to take over this book, yeah, that new writer is going to be saddled with so much goddamn baggage. I, oh yeah, that's why I say wipe it because we we got to fix. We've got too many copies of the characters and not the actual characters that we well, love doing things. Well, this goes back to a couple of shows. What I was saying about how I think Marvel is setting the it, all of its shit up for a soft reboot. 
at least a soft reboot, if not a complete and total yes. company, especially after the success that DC has had with, you know, actually listening to their fans. I think Marvel at some point may sit back. Somebody at Marvel may say finally for the first time, oh, hey, maybe we should listen to them more and, and, and do some of this shit that they actually liked instead of forcing all our fan fiction on them and then somebody may say you know dc had success with that so why don't we ape that because yeah. we're you know that's what we do we ape things and um, they ape each other let's face it yeah mm-hmm. and 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 then and, and then let's do that you know let's uh let's let's do this soft reboot let's bring back i mean hell, renew your vows Dr. manhattan i mean look at look at renew <laughs> yeah. your i mean re- renew your vows renew mm-hmm. your vows is is basically an admission of Yes, we have neglected this part of the of, of the fan base that's been there for ever and has yeah. been angry. Jr. You know? If I would if I traveled back to the '90s in a DeLorean and I knocked on your door, first of all, you'd shoot me. But second of all, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think and the I, first question would be like, "Who the f are you?" But yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. who's this bald freak on my doorstep? No, I had hair in the '90s. <laughs> uh, no, well, I guess I'm time traveling. Well, back. no, because you're time traveling. I, I got back. It. anyway. Jr. Hypothetical. I knock on your door. I say, in the year 2016, Spider-Man will start his own Avengers team and fund it and will lead it and have all the toys available to the Avengers and all provided by Peter Parker. What would you say to me? Well, considering that this is the 90s yeah. and the clone saga is going on. <laughs> Maybe I should have went back in the 80s. <laughs> and it's like, it's like well, okay. You know, I'd say, well, okay. I guess it's it's pretty stupid now. It can only get stupider later. Okay, so you know, <laughs> I'll take you back. Oh, to by, st- and, oh, by the way, and honey, uh, call the cops. <laughs> There's the del- strange Delorean. The, the kingpin is standing at my door, or whatever. Oh, <laughs> oh my man. gosh! Uh, listen here, Carrion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Or> wow. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Uh, oh beautiful. my god! <laughs> well, you're back in time, then that's not going to be true. I'm going to be true. a lot younger looking. That's, that's true. Uh, yeah, but even back then, you were carrying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, yeah. I, but it, uh, what, what, I, what, what my point is, I'm I'm describing a character that's not Peter Parker to you. Is that not correct? Well, I don't know. I mean, basically, yeah. you've compared me with a. Uh, <laughs> A Walking Dead type character or whatever. I'm not sure that I'm going right. to. I'm really sure that I'm going to facilitate this discussion in any way whatsoever. All right. I try to get Jr. All right. Any other t- thoughts about that? That was a pretty good discussion on that. Let's move on. Uh, Mike, so like any other thoughts about that? Let's move on. No, yeah. No, <laughs> nobody spoke up. I'm moving this train, baby. No one had. You didn't pause. There was just like you know, any other thoughts. A pause and no one says anything. There's well, a lot of because- thoughts. You're like okay, and it, because no one's excited about it. And then you then you transition. But you there wasn't even there wasn't even the there wasn't even the the the, the you know the 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 obligatory pause. There it is. He knew it had already there, gone there. there it is. I gave it. I gave it. Nobody jumped. All right. Mike, your other topic. Uh, David Letterman was allegedly going to be in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. What? Well, yeah. I mean, they were basically – essentially, they, um, there was an interview he did with Deadline where he was talking about various things about um, – how he was, you know, his career, and how he's also over the course of that, he was he's been approached to appear as in cameo as himself, Alf, or in, in other cameo roles in movies, and he was offered to appear in, I think, in the in the Amazing Spider in the Amazing Spider-Man. Um, now we now some of you know probably David Letterman has a his, has sort of a 
there's been a history with with the character. I mean, he's appeared in a co- Spider-Man comic book, I believe. It was an issue of what was it? Marvel team up. He was in no. He was in the Avengers. He was in the Avengers. Oh, was in the Avengers. Okay, I yeah. thought yeah. the Avengers oh, went on late night. Late night. Yeah. Late night. Yeah. yeah. I thought there was a thing where where he was appeared. No, Spider Man went on Carson. Sp- oh, he went on. Spider- yeah, okay, Spider Man so, went on Carson. So he actually, yeah, he so he actually had. So he actually had good taste. Then, uh, also, <laughs> Spider Man hung out with Jay Leno. You remember that? Right. Yeah, right. You know, thanks. Okay. To, uh, who? Who is Zimmerman? That? Zimmerman. Yes. Right. Who's, who's banging Cher? But he's had like uh, he's had stuff like with Spider Man and Jamba Juice and 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 yeah, appear and fun. live perform and performances of the Spider Man musical on the show and what have you. Um, but when he was asked to appear in the Spider Man films, he was he was and his commentary was on it was he gave this quote: "I get offers for cameo work. Like somebody was doing Spider Man and they said, would you like to be a street vendor in Spider Man?" I don't think there is a device that's invented that's capable of measuring the amount of time it took me to hang up the phone. So, um, now, no when I read, now when I read this, um, I was reminded of something that he actually that David Letterman did play a street vendor in a movie. Yep, mm-hmm. called Cabin Boy. Yeah, um, in which the infamous line was, "Would you like to buy a monkey?" Yep. So I'm wondering maybe because of that experience. Um, horrible experience that he had to suffer from that movie. He decided, well, being asked to play a street, another street vendor character, he probably realized, nope, I'm not doing it. So <laughs> maybe that had more to do wow. with the fact that. So I, I, I remember know. that cameo because it's the only reason my friend Chris and I went to go see the movie. <laughs> you, so you actually paid money to see Cabin Boy? I saw this in the theater. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, God. I've never seen this, it. It was a dreadful. A dreadful. It was painfully bad mm. to watch. I I liked Chris Elliott and I was embarrassed for him. No. Mm-hmm. And and Letterman's cameo comes fairly early in the movie. Yeah. And but there was a couple of lines in there or things that he said that actually stuck with me over the year. Like sometimes I I think I think that's where I got because I think at one point uh he well he's talking chris elliott's character and chris elliott's character is not dressed like in sea clothes he's dressed like yeah he's wearing like, like a, a like a like a you know schoolboy schoolboy wig kind of thing and too, and uh he's calling him a girl and, yeah. yeah basically and he's like you're one of them fancy lads ain't you or something like that and uh and, and he says you're one of them fancy lads aren't you boy you sure are pretty and then um <laughs> i for the longest time my friend and i run around saying you're one of them fancy lads ain't you just randomly, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. It, it didn't even need to match the situation. We would just throw it out there for for fun. But um, it, I'm I'm glad he didn't do the cameo because it would have made a terrible movie worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you've already got a cameo, Stan Lee. You don't need David Letterman. Well, Letterman is such. It, it, I could, here's the, I, when I was in middle school. When I was in middle school, uh, well, actually, when I was in fifth grade. Uh, going into high school, I used to stay up and watch him Me too. on late night, even on school nights. Yeah, because I had a TV in my room and I would just turn it down low, and I'd go to bed watching that shit. Yep, I'd fall asleep to David Letterman. I usually be asleep by the time they got past the musical act, and I, I watched the primetime specials. Yep, the, I mean, an- I, the anniversaries. I, I knew the lyrics to "It's a Late Night World." Wow. I mean, you know, I, we sung it at school. I mean. And then I got into college, and then he, he moved, uh, uh, you know, on to CBS and, and mm-hmm. you know, opposite uh, Leno. And I remember watching him in college and still enjoying that. And then at some, 
in the late 90s or early 2000s, it just dawned on me, this is a bitter old mean bastard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's yep. not at all funny anymore. Anything that was funny in him died years ago. Yep. This is not the Letterman I even enjoyed when I was younger. This guy is just an old cranky bastard and not in the good way like jr the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i was about to say what's wrong with being in a the- cranky old bastard <laughs> in, the- in the foul way i like it. the man made me feel sorry for paris hilton oh i remember that i can't i can't even begin to tell you how how conflicted that made me <laughs> this is after paris hilton i think what did she do did she like shoplift or something like that she went well, to jail we like, for a little bit yes yeah, or speeding tickets or something she went to jail oh Oh, okay, and, yeah. and so she goes on Letterman because her her people set up a thing. Of, yeah, she liked to come on and talk about her perfume or the club she up, whatever bullshit things celebrities do on the side to, to build yeah. people out of the cash. And so she goes on there, and all Letterman will talk about is her jail, is her going to jail. Yeah, to the point where, and it's clearly she it's, starts it crying. Clear, it was clear in the interview that she she was uncomfortable with it. And she didn't want to go, and she did. She started crying. Yeah, and it, and I'm sitting there watching that. And I'm like, motherfucker, you just made me feel sorry. <laughs> For Paris Hilton, <laughs> for someone who I should look at and say, oh, my God, can your 15 I minutes go? You. I feel sorry for her now because you are such of an effing bully. <laughs> and, and at that point, I was like, oh, I can't anymore. I'm done with I'm done with this jackass. And I, I, did, I was, never watched it again. I think it mm-hmm. was the um, I think really it was the end of Clinton. Beginning of Bush when he that era. George, that he just became. Oh yeah, he he got he got he went from funny haha to super effing political. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. he got, and, and it's like it, they can't escape it. They're just like you know they get on there and they're like, oh, I'm just going to inflict my views on everyone because I can, and I don't. I, they don't even think about like the half of the audience they're going to piss off. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I think a lot of that bitterness also came from the fact that he he so wanted to be the new host for the Tonight Show, but then Jay Leno got that gig. And so I think that's where a lot of that was. That was that, that well, a lot of that was came you know, over. Because when he transitioned but, to CBS for uh, the first few years, he was still really good. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it was really, and it was still funny and enjoyable. It something else happened to him. He had mm-hmm. a heart attack, and I think that's a bit of the change. Mm. Maybe, that, maybe that was it. He, he, he was off. He attack, was off for like a couple and, months, and he had guest hosts. I remember Tom oh, Snyder came yeah. in. And Regis I remember Regis right. Goldman coming on and saying, "Look, Dave had a heart attack." Yeah, I remember that. I was like, shit, geez, you know? Yeah. But it's just, it's, so I guess that when I saw the story, because when Letterman retired, I was like, great, I don't have to, I don't have to see or hear from your jaded ass anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, but now, you know, I, I, that that came, and it just brought back all, oh my God, all these horrible (laughs) memories of of just how jaded and bitter he was. Well, and the other thing is too, if you were, if they were going to cast, David Letterman. I don't know, and I'm not sure when. When I can't remember when he retired from the from the late night show. What was that? Two thousand. I think it was last year, wasn't it? It was last year. Okay, two, two years or maybe yeah. Because I mean, it was it because Stephen Colbert has not been on that on that uh, show for very long. So if you were going to cast <sighs> David Letterman, why not just cast him as David Letterman? Why cast him as this other fictional character thing? Or if he's because or some or have or if he's going to be if you're going to cast a late night. Talk show host, cast him as a late in the in the film. Cast him as a late night talk show host, rather than just like street vendor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there? I mean, you guys remember the first Iron Man movie? The effective use of Bill O'Reilly. Oh yeah, I mean, as Bill O'Reilly doing his talking points memo, 
mm-hmm. basically excure, skewering uh, Pepper Potts. It was great. That was, that's mm-hmm. the, the way you do a cameo. You right. You use the person. You use their celebrity. You use their something that that makes the, that's iconic with them, and you and you run with it. Make, making him a hot dog vendor. Unless you're going to use that to set up a joke of "I missed you when you were on TV," mm-hmm. that's the only way that would work. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm glad Letterman passed on it. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Mike, you got to go, huh? Yeah. All right, man. So. All, All right. right, we'll get some sleep, my friend. Thanks for staying up so late. No problem. All right, you guys, take it easy. Talk to and you. Sign off. Right. See you, bud. All right. And then there were four little superheroes. Remember that? Yeah, that's that's my favorite episode. I have amazing friends, yes. Yep. And, uh, you know, and, it, and in six minutes, it's going to be an hour or less. It was my it was my favorite episode because it had Doctor Strange in it. That's true. Keeping it, <laughs> yeah, we're going to fall back in about five minutes, boys. Oh yay! <laughs> It'll be one one a.m. again. I gave right. my extra hour to Brad Douglas. <laughs> Keep the receipt. Uh, <laughs> it already, didn't, it, didn't it already happen? It already happened. It did for, it did for you. It had for us. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So let's let's Easter keep it. Time. Let's keep it with the talk show theme. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel had Andrew Garfield on. George. Yeah, he did. Okay. Damn. No, tell us. I, tell me about the skit. It was really funny. Uh, no, he showed up uh, and, on Jimmy Kimmel, and Jimmy Kimmel is talking about all the work that Garfield's not doing. No, I'm kidding. He's in a, He's in an incredible movie right now, from what I hear. I haven't oh, seen I'm it, sorry. but it looks great. I'm going to try to see it maybe next weekend. Yeah. Because um, I actually want to see a good movie after seeing Doctor Strange this weekend. Oh. And um, so uh, now he he's on there. He's promoting Hacksaw Ridge and and. Um, which is a which Mel Gibson uh, directed it, this. This is funny. Yeah, Mel Gibson directed it, and Mel Gibson uh, was talking in an interview recently this week and said that the oh, violence in Marvel yeah. movies is far beyond anything that he puts in his movies. And I was like, dude, I saw Passion of the Christ. <laughs> All right, ain't nothing like Passion of the Christ been in a Marvel movie. Yeah. You think Don't he's talking about the it. like the the damage and death and destruction of the two Avengers the movies? Of, uh, probably, probably. May, may, maybe, but I mean, my uh, no. I mean, I, I I remember reading that and I was like, this is coming from a dude who had a scene where you have you know where you have Jesus walking through the streets and getting hit to the point where 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 skin and flesh are coming off of his body. Torture porn. Yeah. And, and, and now see at the time, I remember, cause I saw this at the, I saw it at the theater and I remember thinking, you know, I saw it and it was, it, it evokes a strong reaction. I mean, it, it is, it is hard to watch. And then, but I remember talking to my friends about it and I was like, something like that would, uh, you know, if you follow along with the actual story, it would be awful to see. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember another, because Gibson got in a lot of trouble for it at the time because people, you know, people, yeah, people were calling it. Things like torture porn. At the time, you had legitimate stuff uh, that you know, or later on, like torture porn, like e- anything Eli Roth ever did. Um, but you know, even the Pope saw it, and the Pope was like, "Yeah, it's graphic, but this is probably how it was." You know, and and I remember that that stuck with me, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I mean, it's it's horrible, but anyway. So I, I, I just as an aside, that's just I, I heard Mel Gibson. Yeah, I, I heard that like, too. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, I, I'm sorry. No one had, no one, you know, struck. Tony Stark walking through the streets with you know with 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 a flail until skin came off of him. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, Garfield depicting a nail going through your palm of your hand and being yeah. hung up by the. By he the also set. said they offered the he offered the 
they offered him a part. What was it? I, I don't remember what it was. Odin. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. offered him a, part, a chance to be Odin. Imagine how that would have gone down. Uh, right? Weird, weird. It would have been funny because played. you'd have him and Rene Russo together again. Oh, Lethal. Oh, I didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> R- Riggs and whatever see. her name is, yeah. I just can't see anybody but Anthony Hopkins. Same here. As Odin now. Well, no, it's it's hard. I mean, but but at the same time, I mean, I I can see other actors who could have done good in that. Brian Blessed is a British actor who could have done a good Odin. Right. Um, but you know, so, but yeah, I mean, uh, Anthony Hopkins came in and just owned it. He was like, "Oh, you can't get Mel Gibson? Sure, I'm free this weekend." And then they bring <laughs> him over, and he's like, you know, he, he just knocks out of the part. So, what does this yeah. have to do with Andrew Garfield and Jimmy Kimmel? Oh, I forgot about that. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it is a Spider-Man no, uh, show. It, so he's like, you know, when was the last time uh, you wore the Spider-Man suit? And he was like, well, you know, last night when I brushed my teeth. And uh, but then they they showed a clip of 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 him as one of these, uh, you know, we, one of these people we cover sometimes who break out into fights. And I'm and going to be acts, covering him later. Acts of violence uh, in yeah. Times Square or uh, you know out there in front of Grauman's Chinese Theater or whatever. And uh, and, and so they show him out there, you know. Charging people to take pictures, you know, of him in the suit, and then he takes his mask off, and he's like, "Oh my God, it's him!" And he's like, "Oh, I got all this money now. I'm, I got paid for a job finally." Nice, you know. It was <laughs> very cute, very cute. It's kind it's of very, funny. Very I mean, good. it's, it's tongue in cheek. I'm I still, I'm still struck mm-hmm. by reading the interview after Amazing Spider-Man Two that he did, where he very politically, but most definitely, laid the blame on the film on Sony. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and but he did it diplomatically. But but what struck me was that how ba- how bad, how genuinely bad he felt that like they let people down yeah. and missed Mark and everything. And I felt bad because I was like, dude, yeah, this movie sucked. It had nothing to do with you or or Emma Stone. Yeah, or Emma Stone. Yeah, you guys. And, and, and we gave the- we. We, we gave we gave him a hard time as uh, leading up to it, but as as yeah. he became the character on screen, he embodied the spirit of the character off screen and made us actually. I think there is a respect with with Garfield that, as much as we like Toby's performances in the first two first trilogy, yeah. there is a respect with Garfield that we have as fans. I agree. I agree. Felt. I think There's it goes so back to him dressing up at San Diego Comic Con in a suit. Uh, there, he he loved so much, being the character. I think there's so much love for that for that version of Gwen Stacy, and I think that's why people it makes them nostalgic for Gwen Stacy that never effing existed. Yeah, there's nostalgia for Emma Stone more than Gwen Stacy. Yeah, for Emma Stone, it, it's the reason that Spider Gwen is as popular as she is. Agreed. Want to dress up like but Gwen? I do, I, yeah, but I do. I feel bad for him because I think like he still feels yeah. that like he let people down or or anything. I, and I, 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 I just want to kind of get, pull him aside and give him a hug and say, dude, you gave us the most emotional Spider-Man moment ever on camera. Yeah. I think he, I think he was – point where, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just to the point where it was better than what was in the book. Mm. You know, the scene that Gwen's death in the movie hits you far harder than what it did in the book because it's it, – I mean it should have been Norman Osborn. It should have been uh, Green Goblin and everything. But I mean just the actual moment where he realizes yeah. she's dead, it yeah. hits you. Yep. I mean, it's tough to watch. It's tough to it's tough to see. That's the best scene of that movie. Yeah, it is. It's the, I think it's the most emotional, the best emotional scene out of any yeah. of the Spider films. And I think he's a better ambassador to Spider Man than Toby is. I don't I, I I don't know mainly because Toby is more introverted and and Toby uh, just views it as a job. Yeah, I think it's just uh, a job he did. 
I do yeah. think Andrew genuinely liked meeting Spider-Man fans. I, I agree. Poor McGuire is not having a good month either. I didn't put this in the news topic. He's getting a divorce. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Man, he's hitting the club with Leo. He's hitting the club with Leo too, by the way, Leonardo DiCaprio. Can you imagine what that is like? Two dickheads. I don't, I don't want to think about what that's like. That would be insane. I, I've seen a picture of what that's supposedly like. My goodness. I don't want. Well, they've been, they been friends a long, long, long time. Yeah, I agree. So it's not a. It's not a new thing, really. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We've got. Um, let's keep it to the Amazing Spider-Man movie a little bit. George, the gentleman died. Yeah, uh, Michael Massey. I think that's how you say his last name. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, ha- he passed away. He. Um, an unfortunate footnote uh, on his career is that he is the actor uh, from the movie The Crow who actually fired the gun that killed Brandon Lee. It's not his fault at all. He was just handed a gun by the prop department and said, here, here's the gun you're going to use to shoot this dude in this scene. I didn't know and, that until I wrote that article. I mean, I, and then it wound up yeah. and then it wound up killing him. It wound. That's the one that that's the one that, you know, it, yeah. I, I think there was, what was it? There's something too much pressure in the, in the something cartridge like or something no, like that. But it, it was, like, it was supposed to be a blank and it didn't, uh, it, it was actual real bullet. Oh, I don't man. think that that's what happened. I, uh, I, 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 real bullets don't make it onto the movie set. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had no, I, I think there was something like, because like those guns don't even like actual fire like actual bullets. Those guns like fire specialized cartridges that simulate it. Um, and I think there was like too much pressure in the round or something like that. And I think that it like tore open or or tore bore into Jason Lee. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've read about it. Yeah. But I I I, I don't at all think it was an actual bullet. But um, anyway, he was the one that did that, and it and it messed with him so as it would. I mean, my God. Yeah, uh, and and he took some time off from acting. He moved uh, back to New York from LA and and just didn't act for a while, you know, or at least in it film. Was spo- okay, according to Wikipedia, it said it was supposed to be in, uh, inert dummy cartridges fitted with bullets, but no power or primer to be loaded in the revolver for a close-up scene. For film scenes, utilize a revolver where bullets are visible in the front. Do not require the gun to actually be fired. Yeah, dummy cartridges provide realistic appearance of actual rounds. Instead of purchasing commercial dummy rounds, the film's prop crew created their own by putting bullets from live rounds, dumping the powder card charge, and then reinserting the bullets. Okay. Yeah, and I think like 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 the like I guess the gas is in there ignited or something like that, and actually was enough to kill him. They, something like that. They left the live primer in place, the rear of the cartridge at some point in filming. The revolver apparently discharged with one of those improperly deactivated cartridges in the chamber, setting off the primer with enough force to drive the bullet partway into the yeah. barrel where it became stuck. So, anyway, uh, anyway, the gen- yeah, the gentleman is who he played. So yeah, his spider legacy is a character that uh, if you blinked, you missed it. <laughs> uh, you know, if you were in a studio movie grill talking to your waitress, you didn't see this. You know, you might have missed this one. Yeah, uh, it, it, it was a build up to a mystery that was already in something that was full of bloated little side things that didn't yes. go anywhere. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, like, I remember when I saw Amazing Spider-Man 2 and the, oh, the whole thing with him walking to the, oh, and look, and it's tentacles. And, oh, look, Norman Osborn is behind every effing thing in, Spider- in the Spider-Man universe, including, the, including apparently Dr. Octopus now. I remember seeing that thinking, I, you know, oh, God, this is terrible. <laughs> um, but, it's a uh, character that only Brad and I knew. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's how impacting <laughs> the character is. So it's, 
you know, that was his role in, in Spider-Man. But I mean, he died of cancer, so condolences to, to his his. He, I, I think uh, he's married, he left behind a widow and some children. So the the gentleman for those new listeners uh, appeared in a uh, prose novels in the '90s, in the early 2000s, and uh, author by the name of Adam Troy Castro wrote a great trilogy of books. And uh, the gentleman had a connection to Richard and Mary Parker from their spy days. And he followed Peter uh, throughout his history. And also there was a mystery if Spider-Man has a sister, which uh, is a similar storyline that Mark Wade picked up but hasn't done anything within a year or two. But, oh, that uh, Kingpin thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it, that's a different alleged sister that's in these books. But it's a gr- great. It's hard to pick up that first one, but there's a there's a hardcover that has both of the singles in it. Yeah, it's called the Secret of the Sinister Six and Revenge of the Sinister Six. Secret of the Revenge of uh, the Revenge of the Sinister Six came out in 2001, and Secret of the Sinister Six came out in 2002. Yeah, great books. I liked it a lot. Uh, he passed away. We, I guess we'll get the sad news out before we get on to uh, the wacky stuff, which is we've got plenty of it, and I love it. This is a weird Spider-Man story. Only but, you love it. The rest of it. Oh, no, no. The listeners love this stuff, too, I think, too. Uh, especially <laughs> tell, tell when, us if you love it. Just tell us, tell us if you love JR saying it's not news. I guarantee you that. You Brad know. doesn't care. He's going to make us do it anyway. You bet no, your no. sweet, sweet spiderweb ass. Uh, <laughs> you think a newsman would understand what news is. But, no, uh, I know what not. listeners like. <laughs> okay. He has to read it before he can understand it. Oh! Oh! oh. 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 Uh, let, let's get this next one out of the way. It's really sad. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Michael Buble. And uh, he, as you know, uh, has a lot of Spider-Man connections. Back in uh, 2004, he did the cover of the 1960s... Um, theme song in the Spider-Man 2 movie at the closing credits. He also has a really cool video, and I love his rendition. He's got a big band backing him up. Uh, I even liked uh, Buble before uh, Spider-Man 2. He's just a great, great singer. And it was just announced on his Facebook page that his three-year-old son Noah is battling cancer, and him and his wife are going to put their careers on hold as they uh, get Noah through that. But I, I wanted to put that up and uh, because Noah... Uh, the son loves Spider-Man, and uh, Michael Bublé recently did an interview, and or, and and said that uh, he often sings the Spider-Man theme song to Noah uh, as a lullaby, which I think is very sweet. And I just did the simple Google search of Michael Bublé and Spider-Man, and I pulled up a lot. There's uh, on Instagram, Michael Bublé is posing with his son in Spider-Man mask. Bublé is wearing the Miles Morales mask. And little Noah's wearing the Peter Parker mask. Uh, there's another picture of Buble and his wife and uh, uh, their other child. And all four of them have Spider-Man uh, face paint on, which I think is really cool. And I also was able to find uh, Buble went to the Spider-Man uh, musical in New York. Uh, he also, it looks like... He was in Times Square or something where he got to meet Spider-Man and Cap and Thor. So Buble and his family love Spider-Man. So I thought it would be a nice tie-in to uh, talk a little bit about the struggle that that family is going through. So we want to wish them the best and their prayers and our love to them to get uh, their, their, that three-year-old Spider-Fan through this battle, which I just cannot imagine as a parent finding out this diagnosis. So uh, much love to them. 
Okay, let's bring it back up just a little bit. Uh, to let's get some weird stuff going. <laughs> let's see what weird stuff. Jr., we haven't heard from you. Jr., would so, you? So, so anyway, weird stuff, and then Jr., you're saying that in the yes. pre- same breath, right? The, we're gonna move uh. from that to spider crime. The crime beat with Jr. <laughs> spider morons. Uh, would you like to do the Canadian Spider-Man or the Spider-Man burglar? What would you prefer? Now let's do the Spider-Man burglar first. Uh, okay, hit that because one. Uh, you know when I originally when when Brad told me he was going to assign me these stories, I was like, oh god, not again. You know, I'm going to get another another one of these idiotic spider moron stories <laughs> where I'm going to have the guy uh, somebody with a, an IQ of about fifty, you know, who likes to harass people for money, claiming that a civil rights Rights are being violated, you know, when somebody doesn't like to be hassled for money. Yeah. Well, unfortunately for, you know, and, and this also, you know, and I was thinking, well, maybe it'll be a good Gavin Edlinger in Saginaw, Michigan story. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I love you. Remember the name. But, uh, but uh, well, I mean, I did a whole bit about him. I mean, it was, it was a great hard, bit. Hard to forbid. Why do you think you get these? You do great bits with little things. <laughs> but, yeah. But unfortunately, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot to do with this one. This one was actually almost kind of not touching, but uh, you, uh, someone you almost kind of felt for in a way. I mean, this particular spider uh, spider cr- criminal uh, was uh, pretty well an ordinary per- ordinary person with a um, an unfortunate compulsion that uh, caused him to do a lot of illegal things. Uh, but the thing is, I mean, although it is very typical in Brad's news stories because Brad's news stories are really old stories, and actually <laughs> these crimes took place in the year. 2002 <laughs> so it's like when did the, wait a minute wait a minute when did this interview happen though recent with yeah, i know Spider-Man. i know so it's like i can't even i can't even put that all on you to be <laughs> so, I mean, this this is this is just a very very disappointing uh, uh, episode of spider criminal because <laughs> you know not only can i not only can i uh, completely make fun of uh, the guy but i can't completely make fun of brad's uh, porch selection of uh, stories uh, but anyway <laughs> oh, apparently sure you can <laughs> well, I, I can, but it just won't have the it won't have the impact. You know, maybe you know, George. Maybe if you come and kick some sand on his face every now and then, uh, you know, that'll help. But uh, or maybe if he tries to sing during this th- during this or whatever, then I then, left my heart yeah, at the San Francisco Spider-Man burglars house. I had I had a macaw I had a macaw parrot in, in uh, high school. Oh, that's good lord! That that sang that song. <laughs> I did. Anyway. We did. His name was Ollie. Let's go to San Francisco. Little, little watermelon man's pet, pet <laughs> macaw, Ollie. Like, I almost, I almost see like you. a set. God damn you for shitting on my life. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of the happier memories I have. Ollie was pretty cool, and, and JR immediately uses it as an attack. You goddamn monster. <laughs> I mean, it, this, this, I, this is this is almost like uh, you know maybe a Nickelodeon special or something you know Ollie and the Macaw you know and little watermelon man. You know, and... I hate you like I hate you like herpes. Oh my lord! <laughs> you know, and maybe they maybe they go around in a semi or whatever with a with a, a CB or something like that. They got know? a long way, way to go, go but and a lot of watermelons to deliver. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Ollie sits there going, macaw, macaw, or whatever, you know, or I don't know. But uh, 
Anyway, so, well, you know, actually, that's more making fun of George is actually a little bit more fun to make than making fun of this spider criminal this time around. If uh, you'll if you'll excuse me, I have to put my headset down and sit here and do absolutely nothing and not just just not be part of this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <Go ahead>. well, <laughs> I, well, you know, it's not Ditko news either. That's but, coming uh, up. But uh, now I'm going to throw down your headset and protest there, Brandon. No, I'm just joking. No. For, but for whatever reason, uh, before he was in, for whatever reason, Brad chose to uh, profile this story, and for whatever reason, they actually chose to have this story. Uh, back in 2002, uh, during a two-month period, there was a um, a rash of robberies by this fellow who just literally just kind of l- lowered himself out of a skylight or out of the uh, ceiling tiles or whatever in these various stores. And the police started dubbing him as Spider-Man. And they were actually in awe of this guy thinking he was some kind of criminal mastermind. Well, when they finally caught him, it turned out he wasn't much of a mastermind at all. He was just some poor dumb schmuck with a serious gambling problem who, uh, who, who started, who took from it, you know, like, and like most gamblers or whatever, he always thought he was going to, you know, he'd steal some money. He'd take it to the casino, you know, he'd parlay it into a big, uh, a big payoff and then he'd repay everybody and pay all his bills. Well, that never, never quite happened, but, uh, the thing is, he actually based it on the Tom Cruise Mission Impossible, but for whatever reason, the cops decided to start calling him Spider-Man. So anyway, this story, for whatever reason, this girl who knew him, yeah. turns out this guy was a Mormon, a Korean Mormon, <laughs> which is like, you know, kind of having, having a hard time, an adopted Korean Mormon, you know? Uh, yeah, this should it's not like, be as funny as it is. <laughs> and, you know, so. I love you, JR. You know, I mean, it's like, he, you know, probably, you know, even he, he probably, you know, voted for Mitt Romney later on, too. I mean, but, uh, God. It, it, um, but, you know, and of course, that'll lead into our Trump Spidey uh, thing as well. But yeah, anyway, we got Trump uh, coming up. No, no, this guy was, um, the, the, yeah, this guy really was an adopted Korean Mormon, and uh, he, he was uh, he had a gambling problem, was behind in his rent, and uh, he was working at a health club, and he said, "Oh man, I'm behind my rent. I'm going to steal some money, and I'm going to, or I'm going to take just two hundred dollars from the health club, going to go gamble it, and go win it back, put the money back, pay my rent and everything." Well, of course, he lost it, uh, and so then he decided to start on a life of crime. And uh, for whatever reason, he was very good at it, even though he he was more lucky than good. And uh, he finally got caught, uh, and uh, and um, they uh, sent him to jail. And uh, but the problem is, he got out, and then he started stealing again. And then he started actually robbing people, robbing people in person. And the cops, you know, they arrest him again and really, you know, made him do some time. And I guess after some intense uh, um, detoxing or debriefing or whatever therapy for his gambling problem, I guess he's been okay since then. But whatever reason, they decided to call him Spider-Man. But in the course of this interview, though, and and one thing I'll credit both him and the interviewer. So it was a a lady who knew him and who, you know, she must have been a, um, you know, a white – American Mormon. Um, and, uh, so anyway, she used to sit next to this guy and, uh, neither one of them excuse what he did. You know, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't, um, 
Uh, he doesn't sit there and, and, you know, blame it on his mom or say it was his constitutional right to steal or be a moron or, <laughs> you know, being, be an adopted Korean Mormon criminal. Um, but, uh, it's, it's not a bad interview. I mean, it's, you almost kind of feel sorry for the guy, but then again, it's people, it, it's one of those things that for those of you, for those who've never had an addiction, you sit there and you just kind of say, God, how could this guy be so utterly moronic? And it's because he kept losing, you know, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but I guess that's the nature of addiction, but it's, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an inoffensive interview. Um, it certainly is not the best spider criminal that we've ever been able to profile, but it's actually one of the only ones that I actually had any remote amount of uh, sympathy <laughs> And it's it's weird. Didn't this gal go to church with him or something, or or they lived in the that's same? What, that's what that's what I said. She yeah. sat next. She sat next in the same Mormon pew. Although I don't yeah. know if Mormon do Mormons have pews. I don't. I mean, know. I don't know what they do. I don't know, you know, if they do or if they have ritual sacrifices in their churches. Or I not. have been in a Mormon church. I have friends that are Mormon, and I have been in Mormon churches twice. And yes, they have pews. <laughs> okay, yes. just checking. Yes. Do they yes. do they sing like you know hymns and stuff like? <laughs> There yes, is power, usually power, wonder working power in the blood. Yeah. You know, do they have like the little gold plates? You know, women, no, women, 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 because that's right. Because the angel came down, showed him to Joseph Smith. And then rather than like let Joseph Smith keep the golden plates to kind of say, hey, this angel came down. The angel decided to take him back. Really smart. You know, but I, anyway. I can't confirm or deny that because the two times I was there was for funerals. So. <laughs> what do they do? What do they do in Mormon funerals or whatever? Do they have like the tabernacle choir there? It's a lot like normal funerals. Funerals. Ah, nice. yeah. Okay. You want you want to go up to Canada now? <laughs> why? Why are we, talk, are we talking about post election? <laughs> like no matter whoever wins, no, like, there's like a billboard. There's literally a billboard for a real estate agent uh, <laughs> here in uh, in the Cleveland area, whatever. And I see it about every day. It's like it's like um, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, afraid of what'll happen to America if Trump or Hillary win. I'll sell your house. So, <laughs> nice. That's you, pro- you probably got a, some calls a, off. Does, of that does it have a on the end? I'll sell your house. Eh? <laughs> so let's go up to Canada, Jr. In- was that was that an attempt at a Canadian act? Do you like Celine Dion, by the way? Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> go up to Canada. All right. Well, actually, yeah. this is a uh, this. <laughs> this is uh, one of the few uh, spider morons that actually has some sense. Uh, this is a street. This is a street performer. Yeah. <sighs> who calls himself Peter Parkour? Mm-hmm. Uh, which I guess all the good names are taken, but. Um, well, it's he like it's, it's like that. Remember that uh, screwball characters that <laughs> slot created. You know, that was that, another, <laughs> another, another great slot she, creation. You know, do, they do that all that jumping <laughs> and straddling and Whoa. balancing and whatever. Well, anyway, so anyway, there he, there is his Spider Ben costume because for some reason he's confusing Spider Man with Spider Ben. So you know, I can't really take him too seriously since he doesn't know who the real Spider Man is. He, <laughs> hey, you know, hey, he prefers hey. to go with a pale a pale imitation. Uh, hey. You know, probably a, a knockoff. You know, so. Excuse me. <laughs> did, did you guys hear something? I didn't think so. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway, so anyway, this guy, this guy's, you know, hustling people. Peter Parkour. Uh, in, in, in front of some uh, a theater, costume store or whatever. And some lady decides to, uh, well, basically what it was, was some chick, she was paying for a costume, but she was going to try to steal other stuff. She was going to like, you know, get a, get a, a special Winona Ryder five finger discount and, uh, you know, steal <laughs> some other things. So she came out of the store and uh, the two security guys grabbed her, but she was, you know, she um, had, uh, you know, she had been communicating with the, this uh, uh, bad villain by the name of Slide, uh, who had, uh, you know, how you, you know, he coated himself with like uh, the the stuff you put on pans or whatever, and so with Pam, anyway. yeah, Pam. Yeah. And uh, so she slid from their grasp, and this street performer grabbed a hold of her and held on to her for you know long enough for the security guys to come and get her, and he got his thirty-seven seconds of fame because that's exactly how long this video lasts—thirty-seven <laughs> seconds. But to giving credit, but to giving credit, he ba- and you know basically says, "I ain't doing that shit again." <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. there it is. Another edition of Spider Morons, uh, brought to you yet. by the Spider-Man uh, <laughs> you know, also known as uh, Brad Douglas's filler time. Oh, uh, it's not filler. This is fun. Yeah. Let's no. let's uh, transition to another street performer story. Uh, George has got this one. We alluded to it with. Uh, I thought you were going to say George is a street performer. And no, 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 no. I have. This is my story, dickhead. Not in the way you guys. Oh, I'm so sorry. So- Zach has this one. We're talking about Spider Man is a Trump fan. Take me there, right. Zach. Uh, I need to give some context to this story. All right. So uh, we are, as everybody in this room knows, and anybody that's uh, been not living under a, a rock or in a cave. We were in the 2016 election. By the time this episode comes out, uh, we'll have selected possibly uh, Donald Trump as our next president or Hillary Clinton. Either way, God help us all. <laughs> and uh, This could be a story about President Trump or just Mr. Trump, yeah. Yes. And so uh, this guy decided that he would take matters into his own hands, and on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, Donald Trump a number of years ago got a star. For participate, it was basically a participation trophy because he's on a reality show. Anyway, so they broke, uh, they took a sledgehammer to the star, and the guy that did the act was holding a press conference. <laughs> now, <laughs> this press conference. <laughs> by by the way, this video of this thing is absolutely hysterical. I've watched it at least four times, but go ahead. This guy. You have you see all the mic flags and you see you know your yeah. standard um, local ABC affiliate, local Fox affiliate, and at the very top, in the middle, very prominently featured is this bastion of journalistic integrity called TMZ. <laughs> and so this man is you know using his fifteen seconds to to talk about how horrible of a human being Donald Trump is. Now I'm not going to get political on this show because reasons right just stick to the news yeah uh but this street <laughs> yeah just like we do on spider-man crawlspace.com stick, <laughs> yeah. to, the fact, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. stick <laughs> to the so newsworthy the- stuff <laughs> yeah i am not getting a break because this is really newsworthy nor should you i know it go ahead so this this guy dressed up in a spider-man costume not a very good looking spider-man costume either <laughs> this is this is the one he bought in chinatown yeah <clears throat> Uh, so it was Spider-Man costume. It was Spider-Man, yes. It was a Spider-Man costume. 
he comes out and uh, basically says F you to this guy that Donald Trump is the greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> a black man randomly shows up and says that the uh, black people need to rise up and form their own party against the Republicans and Democrats, to his credit. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, more squawking between Spider-Man and this douchebag. And so that is about a minute and a half of video from TMZ.com, that bastion of journalistic integrity, because we now know where Brad's Google alerts gets him more. So have you guys watched this video? JR, did you see it? No, I was uh, too busy watching the uh, Canadian (laughs) Spider-Man taking down the lady. I, I, I watched this video. I wanted my a minute 35. Oh, it's epic. George, tell me you watched it. No, I clipped my uh, fingernails. Oh, this thing is absolutely hysterical. The guy's going up and saying, Trump is this, Trump is that. And the guy in the Spider-Man suit goes, don't listen to this guy. He's an asshole. <laughs> I just I'm, love- I'm, just, I'm so sick of political crap at this point. Oh, I, I am just, too, but this is I, I just, uh, I, I'm just numb to it. I just want to get Tuesday over with and get the hell out of my life. One of my favorite aspects of the video is where the, the guy that sledgehammered the star goes over to the Spider-Man and Spider-Man says, dude, don't touch me. You freak me out. <laughs> the guy in the Spider-Man suit says that to the, the other guy, guy. in a suit. Oh, I think that's so he's even, funny. He's even wearing the exact same type of power suit that Donald Trump yeah, would wear. Yeah, exactly. It, it's absolutely hysterical. I think it's this so This funny. guy, the fact that this guy got a fucking press conference <clears throat> is just hysterical yeah. to me. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Ashley had a topic. Uh, it was about Stan Lee filming a bunch of cameos, and she, uh, uh, Stan Lee, uh, pretty much taunted Tom Holland and Dan Slott. Zach, you want to talk about this one a little bit? Yeah. So, uh, I think it's um, awesome. Okay, we all know that da- that uh, Mr. Stan Lee will be ninety-four years young this this upcoming yeah. December twenty-eighth, which is. What do you mean, what do you mean young? <laughs> he's a, oh can we can we can we drop this can we drop this practice he's 93 make, years old I'm saying like people are, are so many years young when, when they're ancient yeah okay he's 94 because, because trust me these people don't don't sit there living every day thinking god my best days are ahead of me thank god for that <laughs> they know how old they are <laughs> well age is a state of mind george i mean and, it's just a state of mind i mean you could be 53 for example and uh you know, I'm not going to live that long. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think you're a stud, therefore you are. Thanks. I mean, Jr. <laughs> uh, this isn't working out as well. Jack, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> Go ahead. So, hey, Stanley, what were you talking about was somebody was somebody else talking? Yeah, yes, Zach's talking about Stanley cameos. I'm sorry, I twisted off on the segue. I shouldn't have. My bad. It's all good. So, Stanley is 93 years old. And you said 94. He'll You're be 94. <laughs> what is it, Joyner? Oh, my God. Oh, my he God. Will be 94 Let's get through at the it. End of this year. <laughs> He'll be 94 years old on December 28th of this year, which happens to be also my birthday. Nice. All right. So Stanley is <laughs> took a day to film various cameos for the, the other three uh, likely Marvel movies including Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. He filmed the Doctor Strange cameo. He uh, filmed also Spider-Man Homecoming and Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. 
but Gun- James Gunn is the uh, is did not confirm anything, but that's that's what the assumption is. The reason why that they had him film all four scenes is because, well, quite frankly, he's ninety going to be ninety four years old. He is that's already the, in the room that no one wants to mention. You know, I mean, it, it is the fact that I, you know he's every day is a blessing. Yes, yes, exactly. And the that's fact kind of why Brad likes to do six months worth of Spider history at one drop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's great, JR. <laughs> By the way, when well, are we recording well, those are next 12? Years old. <laughs> I, really, I died about three months ago, but uh, <laughs> I'll be doing spider history well in the 2007. I've got a bunch in the can when you croak, dude. <laughs> so. yeah, JR died a while back. We just keep them in a jar of pickle juice and run a current through them every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the floating head like future rock stuff. <laughs> floating JR head. <laughs> I mean, real. I mean, really. Do you actually oh. think that uh, I ask people from Sweden if they like ABBA all the time? They just play it on a loop. You know? <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> By the way, did you hear ABBA's touring again? Yeah, I saw that. Oh my gosh, which is weird. Not... I think one of them like has early onset Alzheimer's now or something like that. I was oh, reading no. that, or dementia or something like that, oh, a couple no. of years ago. And I thought that, that was the end of that. So, wow. Anyway, I, I think I'm the one that I. I think I posted that on your wall, didn't I, Barryman? Uh, sure. Maybe. I, I don't know. It was like six years ago. The, yeah, the but article, the Rolling Stones have uh, all had dementia for some time. That's nothing new. Oh, they uh, put I'm on a hell of a show a couple years ago in Kansas City. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Keith Richards, like JR, died uh, a while back, but they <laughs> threatened him out. He's real Zach, stubborn. He doesn't want to admit it. Zach, tell me, uh, Vanity Fair is where we got this info. Talk, talk about how Stanley taunted Holland and Dan Slott. I like this. Okay, so... You know, <laughs> his last uh, last post, Gunn also shared an uh, anecdote about highlighting Lee's sharp humor. He introduced the comic icon to Spider-Man actor Tom Holland, who was quickly hit with a sick burn from Lee. Everyone says you're great. Personally, I don't see it. <laughs> That's like, I can just see Stan saying that to young Tom. I Holland. can see it too, and it's the yeah. and everyone on this podcast knows it was probably you know that Stanley is saying it, and, he, and, and he's yeah. doing it just to be tongue like, in cheek. He's doing it like to be Jr. and and yeah, this is the <laughs> this is the kind of bullshit that Comics Alliance would attack him over. No, exactly. That's... And so uh, Lee's also been known to throw some playful jabs at his comic colleagues, quoting again uh, Vanity Fair. He once tweeted at Amazing Spider-Man comic book writer Dan Slott, who joked that he would print out the tweet and put it on his fridge. He said, at least you'll have a good piece of writing in your house. (laughs) (laughs) I love Stan. Oh, that's so funny. And then then Dan Slott immediately blocked uh, Stanley. (laughs) (laughs) Good piece of writing in your house, Mr. Slott. So apparently, apparently go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, apparently when uh, David Ayer said, uh, fuck Marvel, that, that's quote, uh, the Suicide Squad director, <laughs> Stanley goes, uh, I take it a compliment of the highest order. Oh, when they're like the F-bomb. Yeah. Yeah, the F-bomb. So let's yeah, see. Su- Suicide Squad did OK. It didn't make Marvel money, though. Come on. Uh, you need to dial it, dial it back a little bit there, Ayers. <laughs> <clears throat> on, a, on a final note, uh, Brad, before you segue yes. uh, on to the next topic, which I know that you're anxious to do. Yes. Uh, but I don't really care. Um, <laughs> the, uh, no, I remember how back when, when you did the Sal Buscema special. Mm-hmm. Remember how Stan came in and just busted balls? Oh, I loved it. Oh, my God. It was beautiful. I just loved and it. And Sal loved it. Yeah. 
Sal had a great time. Everyone loved it. It was awesome. Yeah. And yet, that's the kind of thing Comics Alliance would attack him. <laughs> George has the next topic about uh, a Halloween prank involving Spider-Man. Take me through this one. Yeah, this was disturbing. Some hobo uh, dressed, uh, <laughs> made up some kind of... Uh, he's not a hobo. I don't know. He has his own YouTube channel. But then again, yeah. that doesn't mean it can't be a hobo. <laughs> um, where he... Uh, he has what looks like a, a a little kid, but really it's just some sort of mock-up, probably using uh, sticks and cans that he found uh, underneath the bridge, whatever bridge. Oh he my God! What, what the? And, and um, <laughs> yeah, and he dresses up in the Spider-Man costume, and and he hangs a bag like uh, like it looked like he got it from a Target or a CVS or something. It's like yeah. a plastic little, plastic a little trash bag. bag. Yeah. And and puts it uh, in 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 the uh, the not even an automaton. What is that? I, I guess it's a mannequin. It's a crude mannequin. It, it, yeah, it looks looks like one of those mannequins you see at like uh, the Gap or something like that with the yeah, Spider-Man and, suit on. And, yeah, and then he, he the Gap. Yeah, yeah, because they, <laughs> they cater to hobos. And so this guy. How do we know? This guy, he, he, he brings the uh, statuette, uh, the maquette uh, of a child dressed as Spider-Man, uh, up to doors and rings the doorbell to get trick-or-treat candy. And then, like, the people will come, oh, hi, that's, you know, what a great costume, how are you? And then they drop the candy in the bag or whatever, and then they'll be like, you know, they'll be like, oh, there you go. And yeah, and they're expecting some sort of reaction from the kid or interaction, and, and then the dad, you know, the hobo, the supposed yeah. dad, says, uh, yeah, he's deaf. Yeah, you know, like he can't hear them, and then and and then he picks the kid, up, and then he picks the the little you know statue up, and then moves on to the next house, and then eventually people you know people start catching on because this guy starts like you know just hoisting the the statue over his over his shoulder and walking off like like it's a hobo bundle, <laughs> and uh, and walks on you know to to get candy at the uh, at the next house, and then. At the very end is like a thing, like, hey, I'm so-and-so. This is my YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe and follow my videos so that Brad will continue to waste George's time. Oh, come on. I think this is a funny one. I don't like how he says that the, the kid's deaf, though. I don't think that's No, that, that's that's messed up. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, aside from that, uproarious. It's it's a nice – stop laughing. It's a nice study in human behavior is what I think it is. It's, it's, it's a guy that got some of his friends to go along for a gag, and he put it on YouTube. That's, That's true. What it does. Here, it's let me let me click and see. I mean, kind of like some of the Spider-Man crawlspace video podcast, right? Oh, pretty this, much. This thing has been seen three hundred twenty-two thousand times. That's three hundred twenty-two thousand people who will never have that almost four minutes back. Oh man! Where they could have done other things. They could have picked up around the apartment. They could have put a load of laundry in. Yep. So uh, we're going to wrap the show up with <laughs> what? What are we going to wrap it up with, George? Ditko News! Ditko News, yes. We want to wish a happy 89th birthday to Steve Ditko. He's 89 years young. <laughs> God damn it. I, I quit. I'm out. Uh, Steve Ditko, um, I, I looked for another Ditko run-in uh, story. And I found another one. This was posted. Well, of course, uh, you did. I, this was posted by a name by uh, by a guy by the name of George Papadiamatos, and, uh, and you bungled his name. And you, I, I apologize to George, not this George, but the other George. That's half the fun of this show is listening to Brad completely <laughs> massacre names or words in the English language. So I'm a or member of the uh, of the Ditcomania Facebook page. 
And uh, George uh, put up a uh, story that uh, he wanted to share uh, in honor of Steve Ditko's birthday. So I'm going to be quoting George on this next part. He says, quote, about two years ago, my travels in New York City led me near where Steve Ditko has an office. Since I was nearby acting purely spur of the moment, I decided to take a chance and try to say hello uh, and I took the elevator up to his office and saw his door. Knowing how reclusive and guarded he is, my mind raced with every possible scenario that may unfold. Would he be there? Would he talk to me? Would he slam the door in my face? Only one way to find out. Wearing a Steranko Captain America shirt, I knocked. The door opened, and I was face-to-face with the master himself. That would be Steve Ditko. My first thought was how great he looked and how quickly he moved for a guy in his mid-80s, much like Stan Lee. He's lean and he's spry for his age. And I said, hi, Mr. Ditko. My name is George Papadimabates. I'm an actor and a huge fan of yours my entire life. And I wanted to say hello and thank you for all the amazing... And inspiring work. I love all of it, and Spider-Man was my all-time favorite. With a big smile, Ditko pointed at me and yelled, You're wearing a Captain America shirt? And, wow. And he goes, I laughed and said, quote, I, don't plan on co- I didn't plan on coming here today. It was a spur of the moment. I just wore a Spidey shirt by you at Comic-Con two days earlier. It's my favorite. I live in these shirts. Then the, the amazing happened. He roared with laughter. Ditko slapped my shoulder, shook my hand, smiled, and said, Thanks, kid. You really made my day. We spoke for a few more minutes, and I thanked him and left. I got in the elevator and rushed, and I took a a blurry picture of his door. And I was overwhelmed how incredible and friendly Steve Ditko was. Like, like pictures of Ditko's doors are Bigfoot now. <laughs> we have was, blurry footage of Steve Ditko's office door. It says S. Ditko 7B. Seriously, it does. I'm looking at the picture right now. Uh, so and, that's, uh, where, that's where Brad is going to sit there. I know. If I'm going to New York, I'm knocking on the door, by gosh. I was overwhelmed by how incredible and friendly Steve Ditko was and that I made him smile and burst with laughter. And just like that, I was 10 years old again simply awesome this does not sound like the steve ditko i've read about for the last 30 or so years it doesn't does it jr oh not at all but maybe he was sick (laughs) maybe he maybe he had a cold that day and he was uh, he was because unusually you know interactable i don't know sounds like sounds like this is a a fever dream by the writer or something like that or it's like a bigfoot sighting isn't it it's it's so inconsistent with with <laughs> the passive aggressiveness I that guess. comes across in, in in Steve Ditko's letters. Well, it's it's not really passive aggressive as so much as it is disinterest. Yeah, yes, it is. You know, like he'll just reply to people and say, uh, I'm, "Look, glad you liked it. I've moved on in the last sixty mm-hmm. years." Yeah, you know, uh, it's it's more like that. It's more like, uh, you know, I, I do other things now. And and another note, I put up a uh, birthday post on uh, Steve Ditko's uh, birthday, and it kind of broke my heart. I I, I said, feel free to leave uh, some comments in the comment section about um, wishing him a happy birthday. And only five people wrote in. Well, yeah, because he's basically an unlikable old bastard. You know the type, type, right? We would not have this show. You talk to it monthly. 
That's true. We would not have this show without Steve Ditko's contribution. So happy birthday. Well, I mean, come on, though. I mean, really, you know, other than the fact that, you know, know, apparently he, you know, goes out for drinks or whatever with uh, and is with young girls. And that's mistaken. You know, he's uh, whatever. Hell, I forget what that was going for. But anyway, (laughs) I was going to say back when when. uh, I forget who it was said uh, some Brad's going to be camping out in front of this door. Now I said, he's going to be putting up those pictures uh, of the guy he thought was Ditko hitting on a chick at a party. <laughs> there we go. And, man, I and, thought that was, I thought you know, I had the Bigfoot sighting. Emailing Tom DeFalco going, yo, like Tommy D is this is straight up. Tell me, is this, uh, is this Steve uh, Ditko? And DeFalco's you know, like, lose my email address. You know, here, here's an interesting <laughs> question. And we, I, I don't have a, maybe a lawyer is listening. I wonder oh, if it's, I wonder Ugh. if it's, I wonder if we it's, hope not. <laughs> I wonder if it's illegal to record someone in California, in, in uh, New York without their permission. Some states that's different. And I'm thinking, you know, um, so many people have, uh, smartphones and I'm amazed someone just doesn't put the, the camera in their front pocket, and knock on the door and get some video. I'm just amazed. I mean, that's, that's an awful suggestion to do to an 89 year old man. Which just, not, but you're just, but I just, just wants but, to be left alone, Douglas. I, I know wants. he does, but I'm amazed. Just, just, just in this leave, paparazzi, leave his old ass alone. In this paparazzi culture, I'm, a, I'm amazed no one has actually gotten a picture of him. All right, here's because, what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah. All right. Uh, Me and you and JR, not Spidey Dude, because he he has no self-control. <laughs> we're, what? We're, we're going to to go to New York. All right, we'll fight through. Uh, we'll fight through the costumed villains in uh, Times Square, and uh, and we'll get to Steve Ditko's office, and then we'll we'll act like we're Lithuanians who don't even speak English. We'll hang out in the hallway because I just said you don't have any self control. See, listen, I mean, already you're like, but why? Why not me? And I'm like, that's why. <laughs> so well, screw you too, there, Berryman. Again, I, I, my my case is proven. Okay. So, okay, we're, so we're dressing up and going to New York together. No, we're not going to dress up. I mean, we're going to wear normal clothes, but we're Lithuanian. That's the thing. You have to get that in your head. We don't speak English. Oh, okay. We, we, we do made up languages. You know, like what? Like screw it. We'll speak Esperanto. I don't. I don't care. Okay. And and, and we'll sit in the hallway and, and we'll act like one of us is taking a picture of the other two to send back to the relatives and uh, wherever where the hell we're from. And we'll all be speaking in weird languages. And we'll just wait for Steve Ditko to show up <laughs> so we can get him in the background. <laughs> We want a Ditko bomb. Yes. Instead of a photo bomb, oh a Ditko God. bomb. And then we'll come back and Brad will run that and Brad will make it the banner and, <laughs> and he'll make it the Facebook banner and he'll put it. And I will blow up the internet with that. And we, we should all be in the hallway drinking that beer, whatever he, we thought he was drinking. Whatever you what, thought he like? was drinking. I never <laughs> once thought it was him. Slits or what's it called? I'm not a beer drinker. So sure, slits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 pretty I, sure, I think it was like a Canadian beer. Yeah, I don't think you can even buy Schlitz anymore, can you? Okay, I don't. I, I don't know if they make it or not. That's funny. All right, yeah, so, so gonna, we know gonna, that Brad won't know this answer. We're gonna I roll up not. in Steve Ditko's office with a sick, with a warm six pack of ham. <laughs> <laughs> and just be like, "Yo, hey, Steve, we're big fans," and he's gonna call the cops. Hey, hey Steve, happy birthday! We brought you a six pack. <laughs> Thanks for like birthday was ago. Get the hell out of the building. Can you imagine just leaving some beer on Stevie Gatto's door and say happy here's birthday? Some, Love the crawl space. Here's some warm beer and a, and a, and a half open pack of Kraft Singles. Thanks for all the hard work. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's do final thoughts. Oh my God. Uh, JR. Well, you know, normally this would have been 344. 
but because of falling back, it's now only two forty-four. Yeah, and uh, a.m. It's it's been worth every every minute of that lost hour of my life uh, <laughs> to be part to be part of this. Well, at Jr.'s uh, age, every hour is precious. So that's right. Uh, he's in the can. He can do it again. And since I wrote, <laughs> and since I said this six months ago, but anyway. Yeah. Zach, final thoughts. I'm about to go through two a.m. again because of you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the love. George, you get the last one. Go ahead. All right, Spidey Dude, you can come with us to New York, but you have to buy us lunch. <laughs> I already bought you lunch once. Right, which means now you need to buy me. You bought me dinner. Now you haven't bought me lunch. You're an ungrateful jackass. I will buy I will buy lunch. I got an idea. Here's another thing what we can do while we're in New York, fellas. We're going to dress Spidey Dude up in a Spider-Man suit. And we're gonna go to him. And we're in, we're gonna we're gonna see how many people can take a picture with him on Times Square. <laughs> and then we're, we're gonna, gonna go then we're gonna go trick or treating with him. And he doesn't move. Yeah, we're gonna go trick or treating with him in, uh, in, in in December. Exactly. We're gonna, we're gonna put a Spider-Man costume on Jack you know, and just have him stand there unmoving with a bag in his hand. And you know the first door we're knocking on, Steve Detko's trick or treat. <laughs> Bringing it all back. Yeah, we're going to dress him up in Times Square during the, in the, in December. We're going to throw a snowball at some woman or whatever and say, it was the guy in a Spider-Man costume who did it. And, this was. and then I become the actual sh- bullshit news story that Brad likes oh, to watch. hell yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be that, meta. That, that, that would be, that'd be very that'd meta. But suddenly on Spider News, we're covering you. I'd yeah. love it. I'd love it. 